Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. This is your host, Tracy. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics of all time, which is cheese. Everyone knows how much I love pizza. Cheese is a huge component of that. So I am excited for my guest today, Lauren Collier. How are you, Lauren? I'm wonderful. And I'm here to talk about my favorite topic. Of That's course. perfect. Now, before we get into it, I just have to share how Lauren and I met. It's, it's a really funny story, but this just goes to show that the power of just talking and being social. So I was in um, Ybor City in Tampa for the Italian Fest, which is an annual event every April. And this year they had a marketplace event, which was the day before the event. And I went to that. I was super excited. And I'm sitting here looking through some stuff and I look up and I see this very just she, you were like glowing. You were so happy. You were in your element. <laughs> you sure. were just like literally you had this like glow about you. But your shirt that you were wearing really caught my eye. So it was mozzarella, but in like the Metallica font. <laughs> I love that shirt. I've wanted it forever. I was like, okay, I want your shirt. There's <laughs> only so many people who can walk around town wearing that shirt. So I'm not sure I can get you have one. <laughs> I know, I know. But honestly, it was funny because I saw that shirt, um, and I forget his name, but there's a very famous pizzeria owner out of San Francisco that has that shirt and he wears it sometimes he was wearing it in Vegas I'm like I want that shirt so when you saw it I was like okay I'm talking to her <laughs> there's exactly. a version of the shirt that's even better so it's got the mozzarella like the Metallica logo yeah right? but then instead of master of puppets it says master of cheese I love that so I came across that recently it's very I cool need, I need to get that yeah I swear I'm not copying you. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, you know, we just, we started talking and I got to know a little bit about her and we've been following each other on Instagram and I'm just, thank you for, I'm honored to have you. So thank you for coming in today. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Anytime, anytime. So, you know, there's so much I want to talk about. So let's just kind of start with a little bit about kind of how you got started on Instagram and how it led to all of this glorious cheese talk. <laughs> right. Um, so I was acting as a cheesemonger in a part-time job um, last summer. Okay. And it was very, very part-time, only a day or two a week on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And that, my favorite part is uh, talking to customers and helping them pick out cheese and just talking in general about Italian products because I was in an Italian market. And um, I loved it so much that I felt like there was more to say. And there's only so many customers I can talk to on those limited days of the week. And so I said, you know what? I want to bring this information, my passion for cheese, to a larger audience. Mm -hmm. And I really had not been involved in social media for a while, even Facebook. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I had to discover everything there was. Like, there's this whole cheese community. There's this whole nice. world of people who are so into food um, and who celebrate it and, and support each other. And so I just kind of just dived right in last August and I started an account called Your Cheese Concierge um, because that was kind of the nickname I was giving myself when I was talking to customers. Uh, you know, they would come Love in it. with questions and in my history when I was dealing with cheese, I was called the cheese girl. Which, you know, when you're in your 20s, maybe you can be called the cheese girl. Um, but I'm not in my 20s anymore. Maybe I shouldn't say how old I am, but a girl didn't fit anymore. Uh, some various people call me things like the cheese goddess, and I'm not sure about that one either. But <laughs> I love it. Um, your cheese concierge just mm -hmm. felt right to me. I like it. It's classy. I, 
It's it's classy. It's like let me go out there and try these things. I'll eat those calories for you. I'll I'll kind of assimilate it in my mind, and then when I talk to you, I can help point you to things that you're gonna like based on what you're saying mm-hmm. you've already had, or you know we, we play games like guess that cheese. Like hey, I was in such and such country eating this cheese, <laughs> and I can't remember what it was called. And I, so we go through the game of trying to identify yeah. cheeses. So that's where. The name came from your cheese concierge. I love it. I probably would not be very good at that game because that's one thing. I love cheese, but I have a lot to learn, and I'm glad I've gotten to know you because I'll be hitting you up with questions, I'm sure, throughout the holidays. (laughs) Well, there's a lot to to learn. Yeah, there no, there is. There really is. And the beauty of it is I'm learning all the time, and that's why it's just it keeps me coming back every day. I mean, every day. It's a fascinating subject, Uh, not only just to discover, you know, all the things that are out there to try, all the different cheeses that you can try, the different ways you can eat them and combine them with things and use yeah. them as ingredient. Um, but just to then start learning that layer deeper, like where did this cheese come from? And how long has it been made? Who's making it? You know, is there a culture behind it? Where the name come from? All these yeah. things. It's super fascinating. And all the time, you know, I'm finding new things. And, yeah. and so just, it's great. No, that's awesome. The only real like cheese story I have that's even the just the slightest bit exciting Back in, I don't know, I'm just going to say 2009, 2010, I was, um, I, have you heard of Crew Cellars in Tampa? They've got yeah. a couple locations. Okay. So I was at their main store and this was, like I said, this was a long time ago, probably 14 years ago. I was there with some friends and we were sampling some different cheeses and I had the barely buzzed from Beehive. Oh yeah. Cheese. I am not kidding you. That was a life-changing moment for me. As soon as I tried it, I had to have more. I was, it was just, it was, I'll never forget that day. It was so good. When I looked them up and saw they were in Utah, my dad was living in Utah at the time. So he's like, I go there all the time. And he went and talked to them and told them I was a fan. They sent me a big old box of cheese. And then I went back, I think a year later to Utah and I actually got to go. And visit with them. It was awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that. But so you're t- you're speaking about Barely Buzz, which was mm-hmm. their their experimental cheese. Basically, they make a they make a base cheddar and then they mm-hmm. rub the outside with various things. Espresso and lavender. Uh, exactly. And so I mean, they kind of had this wild idea to combine lavender mm-hmm. with coffee on the outside of mm-hmm. the cheese, and they wasn't sure they weren't sure how it was going to yeah. go, but it just really took off, and now it's like the signature cheese it's you probably flagship, think of. It's their I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. It it works. And I was just, they had a, at the time, I'm sure it's changed, very small little place. And I think it was in the city of Roy, Utah, if I remember correctly. There's so many random names, but it was a great experience. And I just, I just will never forget how friendly they were and passionate they were about their brand. And it just got me excited. So. Oh, passionate for sure. Mm-hmm. That was one of the accounts I discovered early on mm-hmm. in playing in the Instagram world. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the most fun social media out there for almost any cheese producer that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Every single day, they're giving you glimpses of how they're making the cheese oh, and highlighting that. the staff. And they have funny spins on things and will do parodies and dress people up mm-hmm. and, you know, fun music and fun you know, just like that. Really, really interactive, um, you know, with their their base, their, their band, customer yeah. base. So that was one of the I first delights that I discovered on Instagram. So I'm glad you brought that yeah. one up. Yeah, I, I was actually just thinking I do have one more quick little cheese story. So Cabot Creamery, mm. I actually, because of them, I am in love with running. And I know that's going to sound weird, but another just long story, very, very short. They were out here um, in Tampa at the Epicurean and they did a cheese class. This was, oh my gosh, this was again, 2017. 
So we spent the entire day with them. We tried all kinds of foods. They, they had cooking demos. We got to get into groups and build charcuterie boards. Well, they gave everybody that day an entry to the Gasparilla run. You got to pick whatever distance. Okay. I thought, okay, I'm going to try this. So I just signed up for a 5K. That day changed my life. It really just ignited a passion for running. And so I still have their shirt that I wore for that race. And I wear it for like, you know, times when I need some good luck. And it was just great. So here I am, I don't know, six years later and probably 22 half marathons later. So thank you to them for inspiring me. (laughs) That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is a group called the Cheese Leads that Mm -hmm. runs 5Ks. They do a 5K to raise money Mm -hmm. to um, give grants to people to have cheese education. I love that. And so, you know, it's funny how these passions run together sometimes, you know. Um, But, yeah, I won one of their grants based on the 5K that they put on. They just put one in July. That is awesome. Well, yes, now I'm starting to, not not like my, the wheels are spinning in my head because I'm thinking of all these ideas of running and cheese. And, well, we'll get back to that. So now tell me just um, a little bit of a background on just, like, what made you fall in love with cheese? Oh, yeah. I know. It's a complicated story. Mm and, and I come at it, actually, through music, if you can believe that. I can. <laughs> I can. So I started, you know, learning violin, piano at an early age, and the instructions were in Italian. And so that kind of intrigued me. And so I started early on trying to learn some Italian, and mm-hmm. that got me interested in Italian food. Um, and as I progressed, I studied Latin because there was no Italian for me to study. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, I did a small European trip when I was graduated from high school, mm-hmm. which really, really ignited my interest for for travel, for, for cuisine, mm-hmm. European cuisine. Um, studied abroad in Florence, Italy, uh, then oh, lived wow. in Milan for a year. And, and so just seeing, you know, cheese in the culture, the beautiful tradition that they have there, um, it was fascinating for me because I kind of grew up probably like most people here. Cheese was just an ingredient. You know, it was a block of thing that you buy in plastic wrap at the mm-hmm. grocery store or it's already shredded or you just chunk it up and eat it with some crackers <laughs> or something like that. Um, now, that being said, we're in a totally different place now than yes. we were 20 years ago mm-hmm. or more than that, you know, when we were oh, yeah. kids. Um, and that's really cool that we're coming along like that, you know, um, and there's a lot of really great artisanal American cheese being made there. There really are. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I lived in Italy and, you know, saw all the beautiful Italian cheeses there. I ended up going to culinary school just for fun in Manhattan, which is a great place to study. I was going to say just for fun. (laughs) Well, again, life took a big fork in the road. I was in Italy teaching orchestra. Um, at, a, at a school outside of Milan. Wow. And I came home for the summer to play in an opera festival. Uh, and I had my ticket back. I was going to go to live in Florence and go to mm-hmm. culinary school in Italian. I wanted to just like throw myself in it and really become fluent in the language and study culinary just as a just as an experience, kind of yeah, for fun. I love that. But when I came home that summer, uh, I got a, a job offer to teach orchestra in the public school system. And it was oh. my hometown. It was my brother's year last year in high school. And so I decided to take that position. And so instead of going to Italy and just whatever that road might have led to, <laughs> you know, Can only instead imagine. I taught orchestra for a year at home and lived at home. Um, let's just say I didn't. I wasn't satisfied with that was where I was going to mm-hmm. end up as, t- as an orchestra teacher in my hometown. So um, I had the opportunity to move to New York City with a boyfriend at the time. And um, mm-hmm. that's where I found a culinary program 
to kind of, you know, what I was going to do in Italy. He's like, well, I'll just do it in Manhattan. And, uh, of course, it's a great place to explore. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you know, so many different markets to go around and, oh, you know, yeah. not just Italian, because that was mm -hmm. my love really was Italian stuff, but so mm -hmm. many markets to explore there. Um, and my first job in Manhattan, again, somewhat by chance, um, there was a restaurant near my house that's mm -hmm. a, a Mediterranean market. It's not there anymore, but they had someone there with a cheese cart. And I had oh, never oh. seen that before, not mm -hmm. even in Europe, because when I was in Europe, I wasn't really dining in high you know, I was on a student budget, let's just say, when I was eating out. But the food is still good, though, on a budget. Absolutely. <laughs> I got really good at ordering, like, you know, mm. <laughs> spicy penne pasta. And that was kind of like, okay, I can afford that. <laughs> but um, so I saw this cheese cart, and there was um, someone working it. And Max McCalman was his name. And he was working it like a sommelier would talk you over, talk you through a wine list. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. and, and so I saw the cheese sitting there you know, like artworks almost, you know, that there's something more to know about it. It's not just that taste that's in your mouth. Mm -hmm. There's history behind these things. Um, and really fascinating that there's somebody who can be an expert in it. Like that. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot. I mean, there's so much. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, that I didn't work for him doing cheese, mm -hmm. um, but we got a relocation down here to Tampa. And mm -hmm. I started working at Sideburns Restaurant, which is now I remember Haven, Haven, no. mm -hmm. right, right, and and also Burns Steakhouse. There, it's yeah. part of the same um, family of restaurants. And uh, at a certain point, I was promoted to be a cheese director for the two restaurants, which was mm -hmm. super cool because basically I got to teach myself about cheeses. I got yeah. to pick out more or less what I wanted to order, yeah. let it come in, taste it, oh read about it. I would just catalog it for myself. And I would think up accompaniments that would taste good with it. And I was still doing some cooking in the kitchen at that time. So I would make accompaniments and write menus. And we would put on wine and cheese tasting events. And, oh, that um, sounds you like know, so like much wine fun. fest where we would just, like, blow out, you know, yeah. like, so many pounds of cheese in one afternoon. Um, but that was actually how I met my husband was at a wine and cheese tasting event where oh, I, 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 love got to, that. I got to escape the kitchen and, like, talk about wine and cheese for an hour and a half mm -hmm. on a Friday afternoon, a Friday evening. Oh my gosh. And, and that's how he, he came regularly on Fridays. <laughs> so That's us. I love that story. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the, yeah. When I wanted to spend more time with him, I got out of the restaurant world because that's a hard schedule to keep with somebody yeah. who has a normal, you know, corporate type job. Oh, why? Yes, I know. Um, so, <laughs> so then I went to Whole Foods for a while as mm -hmm. a cheese buyer and then like a team leader in the specialty department, which is like all the good stuff, you know, yes, like beer, know. wine, coffee, tea, chocolate, olives, oh, caviar, yeah. cheese, of course, cheese. Like, And it was there that I really saw so many varieties and, and being able to deal with larger pieces of cheese, like, you know, some wheels come in 80 pounds. Yeah. I, I've seen more. those. Yeah, that's... That's crazy. And imagine trying to cut them. I know that's a whole other topic, but I've seen people on Instagram that do not know what they're doing. And I'm like, please be careful. You're going to lose a finger. It's it's very, very scary. <laughs> there are very special tools to do mm -hmm. the job. Um, and I have like, you know, some stories that I could tell about how, you know, you try to, sometimes you try to cut something with what you have and it really is quite dangerous when you look back yes, on it. It is. <laughs> There's reasons why these tools exist. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't deal in large pieces of cheese, maybe you just don't make that investment, right? right. So in our restaurant, we weren't buying more than a wheel at a time. We wouldn't buy an entire wheel of Parmesan cheese at a time. Yeah. Um, but in Whole Foods, you might. Oh, you gosh, do. In yeah. Fact, you would have multiple wheels. Yeah. You know, which one did you work at? 
there was only one at the time, um, and it used to be Wild Oats. It was at Del Mabry. Um, that was the first In Whole 275, Foods. 275, yeah. Yeah, so this is going back a little okay, bit. Okay, okay. Uh, that was the first Whole Foods, and then they built one up in Carrollwood. And now okay. they've t- closed down the other one and built the new one right here in Midtown. The new one's great. I've been there a couple of times. I love their pizza selection. I have to say, I walk in there, and it's like, oh, it's all right there. Yeah, Whole Foods is a great place to shop. It really is. Yeah. No, I've always loved them. Well, I, I mean, I have to say, though, I love that story about meeting your husband because it's, it's true. I really believe that when you follow your passion, just those kinds of things just happen. I think that's really great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, that's, that's where I feel like I am right now. Mm-hmm. For a long time, I got out of food, and I was focused on raising children, and mm-hmm. we actually got into real estate. And, you know, I'm, I'm still doing my musician you know, job. I'm in a symphony and I play in string quartets and play oh, weddings so awesome. and things like that and teach a lot of private lessons in my house. Uh, but food kept calling to me. Mm-hmm. And once my children were old enough to be in school mm-hmm. for, you know, most of the day, um, I started to get back into food a little by little, yeah. a part-time way. I and so, um, yeah, right now I just feel like I'm just flowing in it. The last year, um, new, new opportunities just kind of keep showing, yeah. you know, um, it's very, it's, I'm here today, for instance. Yes, right? I know. Based I on know. the fact that I met you last April. Um, I know. You know, it's just funny how things happen. It, it No, it really is. I was thinking about that the other day, too. It's just, you know, I've always been one to really stick to what I love. Even if I can't, like, for me, social media, it's not something like my personal that I can really dedicate all my time to. But it has really been responsible for so many relationships I have just developed over the years. You know, meeting people at places I wouldn't normally be at, so... That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Right. Yeah. And the beauty of the internet is that you can connect with someone anywhere around the world with just a few, type a few words. I know. And, I and the door that. might just open for you in mm-hmm. a way that was never possible before. I literally, yesterday, I was, I was doing a Zoom interview with like a, an amazing cheesemaker in the UK mm-hmm. who spent like a third generation, you know, cheesemaker making oh, British wow. cheddar. You know, wow. could I have imagined? A year or two ago that I'd have the opportunity to speak to this person directly. I mean, I've never been to that part of England. Mm -hmm. I'm not likely to get there anytime soon. And yet I got to hear from him directly, you know, what they do there and why it's so special. Um, That is so so, cool. Oh, my gosh. I, I love that. That is really, really special. Well, I have to say, so when I first met you, and of course I followed you on Instagram. That's my thing was your Instagram. But your videos are great. I, I'm I really, really impressed. And the one that you did with for Easter with the little mozzarella uh, balls, you have to share that because I thought I, that was so you cute. Know, I was so sure that was going to go viral because, you know, it I've never have. seen anybody doing it. All right, I so here's that. the idea. Uh, fresh mozzarella, those little white balls, mm-hmm. okay, um, you know, they're wet and you can actually soak them in things to make them colored or flavored. And I had never seen anyone do it, but if you put those little fresh mozzarella balls, I, w- I found the ones that were like little Easter, like um, little tiny, tiny The egg, pearls, little yes. Little pearls, but you could do it with any size. In fact, if you did it with a larger one, it might be neat because if you sliced it, mm-hmm. just the outside would be colored, but the inside would not. It would look That's, like a, the rind yeah. on a fruit or something. So I anyway, I dunked them in uh, beet juice to make a pink color and like a turmeric. Uh, powder with water mm-hmm. to make yellow and then I mix those two together to make an orange yeah and it was so adorable there were these little pastel colors 
And and so the joke was in my video that I'd rather have these than jelly beans. Well, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a joke because yeah. that's really me. I don't like candy. Give me cheese any day. Savory over yeah. sweet. I No, uh-huh. I love it. No, I, that was just, it was so innovative and creative. And I remember I bookmarked or I saved oh, that sad. video because I was like, I want to try that next yeah, year. And it. holidays too. I was thinking about Christmas time. They look like ornaments. You know, yeah. right, but it's healthy. It's healthy and it was actually really tasty. The effect uh, of those those juices, those juices, it was all natural, yeah. right? I wasn't using any food dye or anything I like love that. It, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I love making videos because that's one way that I can put music together with my mm. love for cheese. Because when you get the video, you get to set the mood with the music mm-hmm. and then you can, you know, time the shots to the changes in the music. So yeah. I try, I probably spend way more time editing than, than most <laughs> than I do. <laughs> That's okay. I'm I'm the same but way. It's like my each one of them is like my own little project that I feel like you know I'm not going to release it into the world until I'm happy with it. Oh. Um, so each one of them is like my own little you know my own little art project that I that I release and and I just have a lot of fun with it oh my gosh well that and that's that's the whole thing about social media you know you have fun and when you're passionate about something that fun just translates and it inspires people and gets them you know to think in a more creative way and so you got me already thinking about the holidays and what I'm going to do with cheese just saying <laughs> I've been already planning everything so do you entertain at home um, or go to par- bring things with you to I, parties? I do. I do. Um, I have a couple of friends that do annual parties and they always give me, usually they'll ask me to do, I like making charcuterie boards. I'm not anywhere as talented as you are, but I do have people ask me to do that. So I always try to do something different each year. Okay. Well, where so. do you normally go to find some cheeses? I have to say Whole Foods is one. Yeah. Um, sometimes even Trader Joe's, they've got some unique yeah. stuff. You know, I And mean, that's the beauty of it. Nowadays, yeah. there's really some nice cheese popping up in so many different places. There are. Even, even Publix even has Publix, come along. Even Publix, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, the beauty of going to a place like Whole Foods, mm-hmm. uh, not the only place that does it, of course, is the ability to talk to a cheesemonger. Yes. Okay, because, you know, Trader Joe's has some nice, ch- nice selections at good prices. Yeah. Aldi as well. Publix as well, mm-hmm. but you don't get to ask that cheesemonger questions. That's true. And, you know, a place like Whole Foods will give you samples. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, hey, I like this. What else do you have? Mm-hmm. Or I'm looking for this. Maybe you don't have it. What would be similar? Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the ability to talk to a professional about it, mm-hmm. I think, is, you know, you're going to be I can have a better experience that way. Yes. You'll learn something and you're more likely to pick things that you're going to love. Exactly. Because there's nothing worse than just picking something and then you don't like it after spending a good amount of money on it. So I love the fact that you can really find what's going to suit your palate. And I was just thinking Mazzaro's is another place I love to go Beautiful. in St. Petersburg. Yeah. They have several hundred varieties of cheeses there. And they, a, a working staff usually right there in front yes, of you that you can, always. you can ask questions of. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, the other thing about talking to a cheesemonger is they can help you understand... Uh, about how to handle the cheese, how to serve it, you know, how, how to store it at home mm-hmm. and can help ease your mind a little about some things you might find on the cheese, if it's okay or not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, um, one of the things um, that happened, we were selling a cheese called Vault 5 that comes out of Jasper Hill Farm in, in Vermont, and it's a cheese that was it's actually aged that would develop molds on the rind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there'll be the discoloration at the rind, at the outside of the cheese. Okay. Depending on the, the block that you got, mm-hmm. there might be a little mold on the outside or like wetness or discoloration, depending okay. on the piece that you got from right. the block. Okay, and if you just pick that piece up and take it home, you might think, well, in fact, I know that it happened. A customer brought the piece back in because. 
they didn't understand that that's actually something to be expected on that cheese. Right. And it's okay. You could just scrape it off a little bit and yeah. nothing's going to be a problem with it. Mm-hmm. But a cheese marker can help talk you through, you know, what what to expect and, and how to handle yeah. it, how to store it. Because otherwise someone else might think, I have to throw this away. It was a waste of money and not understand that you can still consume it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, mold actually does go kind of hand in hand with cheese. It does. We're, I was just going to say. We're, we're conditioned to think that it's something bad and mm-hmm. dirty and, you know, bl- something that's not safe to eat when yeah. we see mold, but it's that the microbes are actually very, very involved in the process of making cheese. And without that, there is no cheese, that's right. right? The recipe for cheese is super simple from the outside. Yeah. If you look at it, it's milk, it's salt, it's something called cultures. Now, this is where it kind of gets fuzzy because that's yeah. where some of the artistry comes. It's like all the bacteria that they add that help yes. break, start breaking down the milk. And then rennet, which is what kind of helps form it into curds. Yeah. Um, not all cheeses have rennet, but, you know, so it seems simple from the outside, mm-hmm. um, but it's actually the microbes mm-hmm. that are doing a lot of the work to make it so delicious yeah. and complex. And so, you know, it's alive and, and breathing, and therefore sometimes some mold will start to pop up. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's okay, though. It's okay. In most cases, you just can scrape it off yeah. and keep going. Yeah, I've done that. Worried. I've done that before. Yeah. Okay, good. Don't throw yeah. it away. Yeah, no, especially some of the, like, cheeses I've had that were very expensive, you know. I, I can still use it when I get every last penny out of this. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. And, and something that I get into, I, I'm so excited when I see cheeses if I'm out and about and I'll, I'll buy something. And then before I know it, I end up having a lot of cheese mm-hmm. in the fridge. And, you know, th- there is something like once you've kind of started working with a piece of cheese, you're now you're hastening its, uh, its exposure to the environment, mm-hmm. to the air and to the, the knife that you're cutting it with. And mm-hmm. it's more likely to you know, start to either dry out or grow some mold or do something like that. So, so sometimes I come up with a problem where there's too yeah. much cheese yeah. and, and you know what I mean? Cause like, Oh, so I, I want to save that one for something that's going to be for a special thing. Yeah. Um, and then when you open it up there, Oh, there might be a little bit of mold there. That's okay. You can scrape yeah, it off. Scrape it off. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> no. What would you recommend? Let's say somebody who doesn't really know a lot about cheese and they want to start to get to learn, like what would you advise for them to do? Like maybe go to a whole foods in their, in their town and try to, I don't know if they offer classes or maybe just start talking and asking questions. Mm. Just like a beginner who really has no idea what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things on the internet Mm. that you can just, you know, it's amazing the amount of resources that are out there. Um, like for instance, there's one that, um, I explored recently put on by the dairy farmers of Wisconsin and they have this thing called cheese state university. And now it's intended more for cheese professionals. It's a free program where they have all these uh, modules where you, you, you learn about the history of cheese making, the science of cheese making, and all the way down to how you would handle it at a retail level, how to, how to cut the cheese, serve the cheese you know, interact with customers and things like that. Um, But they also have another program that's intended more for cheese enthusiasts. Um, And so if you looked under Cheese State University, it's a free, free, free resource. Yeah. I was going to say, that's, I didn't, I did not know that. So I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many things out there. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I came across is getting a little bit more, a little bit more um, deep into cheese knowledge, but there's a, a nonprofit organization in England called the Academy of Cheese. It's the equivalent of what we have called the American Cheese Society here. Um, And I found out about them. They do a lot of webinars. Mm -hmm. They have online, they have uh, like, uh, you know, glossaries of terms and uh, cheese encyclopedia where you can look up a cheese and read all about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then they had free webinars. And so I started, you know, logging into these Zoom webinars 
And lo and behold, I could type a question. And a lot of times this cheese expert or cheese maker would answer my question in the, wow. in the interview. It was fascinating. That re- I was going to say, I mean, that's, that is so, that's so cool. I love that. Just yeah. thinking that you could actually have that conversation. Yeah, but absolutely answer. free. An oh. absolutely free resource. Oh. And, you know, and anyone could do it. And, mm-hmm. and through these webinars, uh, they were putting on an event called the Affineur of the Year, which if you're not really a cheese person, you might not know what affinage is. Uh, or who an affineur <laughs> is. It sounds yeah. very French, right? Yeah. Um, that's someone who kind of handles and matures the cheese. So it's okay. somebody who makes the cheese. And it may be the same people who then okay. take the cheese through the process of getting it to ripe, to ripen yeah. until it's at the point where you can then sell it or ship it off to be sold. Yeah. Um, and so they know how to handle the cheese and they wash it and they brush it and do all these things. Um, and so they put on a competition and... They had different people taking baby cheeses and experimenting with them and documenting what they did to see how the cheese would turn out. I love that. And then they had a competition to see, well, whose cheese was the best? Everyone got the same batch of cheese. Um, And Mm. through watching these uh, webinars, uh, I met someone named James Grant who ended up winning this year. His his group, uh, number two, Pound Street, had the best Stilton, which is a blue cheese you've probably heard of, okay? Um, And... He came to the States for a cheese event here in New York City. It's called the mm. Cheesemonger Invitational, oh, which was like the geekiest of the geek. You know, all the cheese enthusiasts and all the yeah. cheese community was there uh, to watch cheesemongers cut cheese in like speed trials and oh weigh God. cheese and, and try to sell you on cheese. And they just had a, it was it was a blast. And of course, it was like a massive buffet. Um, and tickets are very reasonable for the amount of entertainment and food that you could. <laughs> I was going to say that I would love I would really love something like that yeah oh my god that would be so much fun but talk about like opportunities flowing you know so I met James Grant he comes to the states Mm -hmm. uh, and then he's talking to me about maybe getting trained so that I can teach classes through the Academy of Cheese and now I'm working with him on an event that he has masterminded called the great the 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 great British and Irish cheddar challenge Wow. The Great British. So Cheddar is a town in England, Mm -hmm. which a lot of Americans have no idea about. I did did not know that. It's a town. Yeah. Wow. And so Cheddar originates from England. Okay. And uh, there's some beautiful history behind the kind of cheese they make. It's all wrapped in cheesecloth. It's made from raw milk. And the flavor profile of a British farmhouse Cheddar is so, so, so different than, you know, even though I love Cabot, the basic yeah. Cabot, you know, it's not yeah. the same. The make is so different. I was going to say, uh, I the, can the, definitely. The result is very, very different. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I'm working with them on this event. We're going to put it on in Italy at the Slow Food Cheese Festival. Again, four-day festival just for, like, yeah. the cheese enthusiasts of the world. Um, and he's going to put on a, a blind tasting of six different cheddars from around the U.K., and we're going to televise it live, stream it to everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some cheesemakers will participate and some cheese experts and some other oh people gosh. in the industry. How fascinating. I, I want to watch that. I, I think so. So, you know, if you go to number two Pound Street, okay. um, there'll be a link to the event itself. I think it's going to stream to Facebook and stream to Instagram and stream mm-hmm. to YouTube. We're working through all the technical details of how to make that happen. Um, but we're hosting it in in Bra, Italy as part of the Slow Food Festival, oh which... Gosh. Slow food, what does that sound like to you? A lot of people have not heard of this organization, but what um, comes to mind if I say slow food? I would think of just more natural 
I don't know, I can't really say what I'm thinking in my head, but just kind of like not rushing processes, like going with the natural way of doing things instead of using technology and speeding things up. Yeah, good for you, exactly. It was was founded in the 1980s when they were trying to open up a McDonald's in Rome. Oh, okay. fast food. Slow food. Yeah. And I had McDonald's in Italy once and it was completely different. It is different. It was completely, oh, completely it was better. Different. They have <laughs> some very artisanal product there. They do. <laughs> I was going to say, and no. Then, you know, it's like, why can't we have some of that here? Right? Well, I know. Um, so, so yeah, that's it. They're putting mm-hmm. on a festival every other year to promote raw milk cheese, mm-hmm. which means unpasteurized cheese, which okay. is some misconceptions around that as well about. Yeah what's safe to eat and what's not safe yeah, to eat. Um, and so I was just going to bring all the cheese people together yeah. to eat cheese and, and learn all about it. Stuff. For, for This is in September, 15 through 18 of okay. September. Well, I'm going to be there in Italy. So you're so again, lucky. another thing is just happening. I'll remember that because my daughter's birthday is um, September 15th. Okay, But yeah, that is, okay, that is awesome. I definitely want to really tune in and be a part of that. I think that would be great. I'm excited, yeah, I, so I'll put it on my calendar. <laughs> it's something we need to raise awareness about, you know, in the yeah, world. I, I agree. I am, I've kind of, you know, in my own way, have been really interested in that lately, especially with trying to really be mindful of everything that I eat. I'm trying to really avoid processed foods for the most part. It is, it is hard, but once you really start, you know, making a point to do it, it makes it a lot easier, and I feel better when I don't consume a lot of processed things. Exactly. I know you're focused on, you know, healthy living. It's great yeah. to see. It's great to see you online. The progress you're making. Oh, thank you. I, I've, it's very I've, inspiring. Thank you. I, I've come a long way, but you know, food really. I had to really reevaluate my relationship with food because for me, it was always like the more I eat, the better it is, and it was all about look at me. I'm eating all this pizza or this mm. or that, and now it's like I've just gone in a whole different direction. Yeah, I mean, part of. The internet wants that shock factor. Mm-hmm. They want you, you know, but we're, we're now we're, it's like our second nature. We expect that large portion, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we expect to eat a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's not really what's best for us, right. you know? And, and so here's one thing I'd like to highlight is, you know, people think healthy living um, is getting their protein in and having a protein bar or having a, a protein shake or something like that. But look at the ingredients that are in that yes. thing, no matter, even if they're trying to do it in a more, healthier version mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue if you took a one ounce piece of Parmigiano Reggiano cheese, you're going to get, it's it's like nine grams of protein in yes. an ounce of Parmigiano cheese. Yeah, and in some cases, less fat than you might have in that bar that's got chocolate and nuts and stuff and like that. And all the other it. ingredients right. that you don't really know what and they again, are. And again, what's so. the recipe? Milk, cultures, rennet, and salt. Yeah. So it's, it's such a, a simple, you know, natural product. Mm-hmm very satisfying it's not going to like make you crave more food like when you eat sugary things or mm-hmm. things that are highly processed your body's left very unsatisfied i agree because it's, <laughs> it's very artificial there's nothing there yeah. you know yeah. um you eat, start eating some cheez-its or something like that you want that cheesy taste you start eating some cheez-its <laughs> you can't stop yourself because this food is engineered to taste so good to you it's a dick it becomes be a empty it's yeah. very empty so you're unsatisfied by it yeah. so this comes up a lot in, in the in the world of artisanal cheese too is talking about the price point mm-hmm. um, and oh I can't afford that or you know why should it cost so much more for this quality product and well yeah the the more expensive it is probably means it's more handmade so it's mm-hmm. more labor intensive with higher quality ingredients and things like yeah. that but you know I say to people I, say, I dare you to sit down and eat four ounces of that cheese mm-hmm. you know the equivalent dollar amount yeah. or whatever. 
you know, like you're going to pay and that block of cheese might be $8 or $12, mm-hmm. right? But like, okay, how much beer or wine can you drink in one evening? And you could down that in two pints, yep. okay, and and have gotten zero nutrition for it. Exactly. Right? I, I dare you to eat $12 of cheese or $8 of cheese. You just won't do it. You won't. It's yeah. so satisfying. It, and, I and, agree. And so that's what I, I, you know, that's my point is, is cheese good quality cheese you don't have to eat so much of it and it's worth paying more finding something nice and talk to your cheesemonger so that you can find something that you are going to like better yet if you can taste it before you buy yeah i actually you know one thing i like to do is if i i love having cheese as a little snack so i really do go out and depending on my mood i will spend money on something that is more expensive but i really enjoy it i love to just sit there and taste and like it's weird because i'm still learning i'll close my eyes and think like what am I tasting? What what comes to mind? Like, what would this go well with? And it's fun. I enjoy doing it. That's beautiful. It's mindful eating. It's mindful. And it's also taking a moment to really think about what you're eating. I do that now with everything. And I eat a lot less. Right. I'm satisfied. I exactly. feel better. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the slow food idea. Yes. You know, I love is that <laughs> you have some idea. Hopefully you're eating food that's local to your area in, in season. Um, hopefully it's part of a, a meal where you're mindful about it or part of a, a gathering of people, mm-hmm. right? And you're yeah. taking the time to prepare it yourself. Yeah. And it's going to be that much more wonderful um, in is. that context. But yeah, I mean, Americans, we eat on the go. We get fast yeah. food. We eat in our car. We eat standing up. We eat at our desks. We hurry, hurry, hurry. We eat right through our lunch. We watch TV yeah. while we're eating. There's food everywhere in yeah. the gas station, you know, in unusual places. You don't wouldn't expect you know, food. Mm-hmm. It's There's snacks there. You go to the hardware store, there's food. I know, Home Depot, it's like you can't even check out with all these drinks and snacks looking right at you. And so, that's where they get you because they know. The temptation is there and we're, we're mm-hmm. conditioned to think we need all this extra protein, that we need these protein yeah. bars and that we need all the, the snack food, that we can't yeah. make it from meal to meal without snacking, yeah. right? Um, or that you have to eat breakfast or, you know, or something like that, right? We're right. conditioned. We don't even, we think we don't have time to shop and eat and cook anymore. That's true. But um, we do, we do. And that's one thing I learned is, you know, I used to be like that. I was always eating on the go and, oh, I have an event tonight. I'm not going to eat. Then I'm going to overindulge when I'm there on food and wine. And now I make it a point. I put my computer down, even though I work from home and I take 30 minutes to eat and just read or do something. Because if I don't, then I'm just going to shove stuff in my mouth and it's, yeah, I just don't like doing that anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think it helps your the way you digest as well yeah. if you give it a little bit of space. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really big on just slow eating, so yeah, it's awesome. Well, anyway, I mean, I just this is you and I are going to have to do a few more episodes because I feel like there are so many things that we could just talk about. I'm already sitting here thinking I, I want to talk to you about this and this, so Tracy, next time I think I'm going to have to bring some cheese. Yeah, we should we and, should do and a we tasting. Can, we can taste something together and talk yes. about it a little bit. And, I think and that would be so much fun. Yeah. I would love to do that. Yeah, and then really talk about different brands. Like I would love to bring my favorite cheeses, and maybe you bring a couple, and we can just kind of sure. compare, and you can sure. test my knowledge. <laughs> I'm always up, always up I, for tasting. <laughs> that, oh, me too. It, it, it's funny you say that because after you and I were talking last couple of days, I am actually planning to go to Mazzaro's this weekend just because it's one of my favorite places. And mm-hmm. they have a couple of different cheeses there that I've been keeping my eye on. Just never had a chance to buy them just for whatever reason. So this is it. I'm going to go this weekend and try something new. All right. There's Excited. another market over there in Pinellas called De Cosmo Market. I've heard of that. I have not been. It's a smaller market. I mean, okay. the, the Mazzaro's has, it's always crowded. Big, yeah. big place. You know, wonderful 
amount yeah. of things are available yeah. there. But DeCosmo is a, a family-owned market as well, yeah. and, and so I encourage you to check them out in Pinellas Park. I'm, okay. I'm friends with the uh, the brothers who, who, who own it. it. And okay. I, you know, just stopped in and started chatting with them. And I convinced one of the brothers, um, who's also acting as a cheesemonger in the store, I told him about this event in Italy. And he's is of of Italian. His parents, yeah. you know, grandparents were Italian. He's the only one who's studying the language in the family. Yeah. And so I told him about this event, yeah. Slow Food Festival. Yeah. And he bought a ticket. He's coming. Oh my gosh, so, that is so, so amazing! Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not going together, but I'm going to meet up. With you'll them be able there. to meet him exactly. there. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know. That is awesome. I'll definitely share on my social media channels more about this event, so you guys can, you know, I'll share the link so you can go click on it and everything. So. Well, now tell me how people can find you on social media because I want everyone to give you a follow and see what you're up to. Uh, thanks. Uh, so on Instagram, I am Your Cheese Concierge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started a YouTube channel recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, although mostly I'm still playing in Instagram, it's hard to kind of get is. formatting different and spend the time making longer yeah. videos, but I, I want to do it. Yeah. Um, so YouTube is also Your Cheese Concierge okay. um, with the spaces between the word, whereas Instagram is just One Your word. Cheese yeah. Concierge. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So those will be the primary places where you could find me. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to subscribe to your YouTube. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting more into that world. All right, well, it's about time. There's some really cool videos on there about some cheeses from Jasper Hill Farm, oh, which is a place okay. that I visited. When you I were won recently. That grant. That's that right. Was, I saw your. I so, was so jealous. They're one of the OG artisanal American cheese producers yeah. here. They've been making it you know, for like over 20 years. Actually, they yeah. just had their 20 year celebration. Oh, awesome. Um, and they're doing everything right there. I mean, yeah. they, they raise the, the grass for the cows. You know, they, they do the cheese making. They mm-hmm. do the maturation. They built these caves, yeah. like literally cave vaults, where they're yeah. aging the cheeses, and other people's cheese comes in, and they take care of it for them. Oh my God, um, so awesome. it's it's beautiful stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you. I mean, thank you for taking the time to come and chat with me today. This is I'm awesome. just I'm excited. Yeah, you've just you've got me inspired again about cheese and stuff. So I can't wait to have some fun this weekend at the you know while doing some cheese shopping. Wonderful. That's awesome. the job of the cheese concierge <laughs> to get you excited. You're doing your job. <laughs> well, thank you. Lauren and um, thank you everybody for listening don't forget a new episode comes out every Friday on radioinfluence.com or wherever else you like to download and listen to your favorite podcast have a great weekend and eat some cheese Ah.